Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you to make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running a travel business. She, along with other industry experts, shared their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in weekly and give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally, learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. This is your Bucket List Buster. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jambo, boatare. Everything's iry and good afternoon. Welcome, I'm your bucket list buster and I hope you are having a fantastic day. It is absolutely beautiful here today. And this is, of course, another exciting show on your bucket list buster. Today's show, Experience South Africa, is going to be out of this world. And that's why I believe a lot of us would like to visit South Africa, because it's so totally different than what we're used to in our daily lives. So South Africa finds itself in the top five of most people's bucket list. This episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with the president of South African Tourism USA, Ms. Bangu Masisi. Ms. Masisi will pump us up about travels to South Africa with her description of visiting the Big Five, the diversity of activities and sites to do and see, and the people and the climate. I believe you're going to be extremely surprised at what you may find in South Africa when it comes to culinary experiences. You don't want to miss this show. So what's really so exciting about South Africa? Well, it's on my bucket list. And all I can say is I need to get there soon. It's it's because it's a destination that's so different from where I live. To me, the best part about traveling is not to see the same things in a different place, but to see how different our lives are from others, but also finding out how similar they are. And what do I mean by that? Well, when it all comes down to the truth, as parents, we want what's best for our children, no matter where we live. And most of us want to be happy, safe, and live abundantly. So when we travel to different parts of the world, we find that other people's goals are the same as ours, but how we get there can sometimes be different. Well, visiting a place like South Africa, it has so much to see. And we'll learn today that they are making their mark on the wine industry, the music festival industry, culinary arts. And then what we all know we want to go see everybody wants to go see or the big five what are the big five do you know what can you name the big five they're the african lion the african elephant the cape buffalo and the african leopard and rhinoceros and i want to see them in their natural habitat which is most most people want to see them in their natural habitat Another of my favorite are the giraffe. I'm absolutely obsessed with giraffes. I have giraffes in almost every room in my home. And I'd really like to see the zebra. So I have a big seven, I suspect, other than the big five. So I'm going to go with the big seven. Then we learn about shebeens, restaurants and bars started during the apartheid that have become famous in many townships. And the most amazing new revelation for me was how people have begun to open their home as art galleries. Ms. Masisi talks about this in our conversation, and this is really interesting. And just like the food trucks that started in South Africa, 
and then they got picked up here. Um, Mexicans have been doing food trucks for decades. And now all of a sudden food trucks are the most popular thing going on. Well, I can see the, uh, the art gallery concept opening up in certain parts of the country as well. And that to me is really super cool. So some of your bucket lists need to be done prior to you getting a little more seasoned in your life, I should say. And I feel like South Africa is one of those. So I'm hoping that you will go ahead, put this on your bucket list and and really sit down and think about how you can plan to to make this happen. I personally would love to do South Africa with my children. All of our children are grown. And to me, that would be one of those life's experiences as a family that you just could never forget. Uh, we recently did a cruise together with our grown adult children, and it turned out to be way more fun than I expected. I don't, you know, I didn't expect that it wouldn't be fun, but it was just really, really cool. So South Africa is one of those destinations that I think I want to make happen with our kids. And I think that would, um, that's going to move right up to the top of my bucket list very, very soon. Well, this one is coming up and it's going to be really a good show. So I hope you guys will really enjoy listening today. So with that, I have a few travel trends, five travel trends for South Africa that uh, Doreen Reinstein made available to us. People are in pursuit of the real Africa, not the, the made up stuff. You know, in the past, when people started going to South Africa, they wanted the luxury of South Africa. They wanted to be put in a luxurious resort in the plopped in the middle of South Africa and to see the things from that perspective. Nothing wrong with that, if that's your thing. And I might want to see, if I get to go to South Africa more than once, that's probably, you know, one of those things that I want to do. But people are really kind of wanting to live an authentic life temporarily while they're in South Africa. And um, our conversation today, will kind of talk about South Africa can be done on all um, budget levels. Like right now, use your tax return to go to South Africa. Brilliant. If you, if you could get back 1500 bucks, then they've got a way for you to see South Africa for $1,500. No problem. New concept of luxury is number two. U.S. travelers used to explore Africa in the lap of luxury, like we said. And the continent is exclusive, is as, as an exclusive destination reserved for the high-end market. It used to be. Today's savvy travelers are more focused on the experience, increasingly less on luxury accommodations. You know, it's kind of cool to say that you lived at a um, safari game lodge while you went on safari. And yes, you want to have running water and you want to have electricity, but how far are you willing to go to experience it more authentically? What, what's your answer? Can you, can you answer that for me? Would you live in a tent in the middle of safari? I'm not so sure I'd live in a tent but I could break it down just a little bit so that I don't have to have a sandals type experience every place I go. Number three is conservation remains the top of people's minds. Tour operators have seen a major rise in conservation oriented travel as clients want to experience that feel good factor of helping wildlife and the environment. Um, you don't have to have the funds or the time to commit to a long-term volunteer experience, but to be able to just do one or two things while you're on a vacation. More and more tour operators are implementing this type of opportunity when people travel, even in the Caribbean now. There are several um, resort companies that you can do a short excursion to schools, 
you can help bring in school supplies for the children. Um, that's what the whole concept of visiting Cuba is about, is to learn how we can help in Cuba and do some volunteerism and visiting people who have restaurants in their homes. So this is becoming not just a trend for South Africa, but a trend in general for travelers, especially with the millennial market. Africa is beyond wildlife. And I'll talk more about this um, throughout the rest of the show. And it's evident in the conversation with Ms. Masisi, who discusses some of the arts and museums and culinary options for South Africa. Number five, ironically, we thought the information age of IT was a way for people to learn and escape. But travelers are really looking for uh, the ability to disconnect and an experience that promotes wellness, an opportunity to escape the stress of daily life, disconnecting to reconnect, we talk about it all the time on this show, with self, family, and nature. So the wilderness safari um, owners, glad to hire, added in general terms activities that enable travelers to reconnect with nature and specifically with oneself are growing in popularity. The ever-increasing stress in people's daily lives is forcing them to seek out travel experiences that are good for the soul, not pure travel consumption. We got to break away, folks. We got to get away and enjoy ourselves and learn to connect with one another, connect with our own selves. We're so much more productive when we get back from these type of vacations. Well, those are the top five trends um, for South Africa, and I have so much more in this this episode of the show. A little different format today. I'm trying out some new things, get you guys excited about destinations and your bucket list. So I'm going to take a break right now, and when we get back, I'm going to talk about, um, we're going to have our conversation with Ms. Mangu Masisi, the president of the South African Tourism USA and much, much more on South Africa as a destination. This is your Bucket List Buster. I'll be back in a minute. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you, to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. I am so excited today. We've been talking about this guest coming on the show for so long. And today we have the president of the South African Tourism Board of the U- for the USA, Ms. Bangu Masisi. And she is going to tell us all about South Africa, everyone's number one bucket list destination. And then next year, Hopefully next year, we're going to set a trip and we are all going to get to South Africa. So thank you for coming on on the show today, uh, Bangu. Uh, Thank you for having me, um, uh, Karen. I wouldn't miss this opportunity because South Africa is um, one of the most uh, beautiful countries. And maybe people might think I'm biased because it's my country, but... um, <laughs> uh, uh, Christy can attest to that. That, uh, and I'm happy that now South Africa is, is considered as the bucket list 
Not, oh, absolutely. Not, yeah, no, not only as a like once in a lifetime, you know, de- destination there, because that's the perception we actually, uh, you know, want to change me and my team. Good. So you want us to come back multiple times? Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> Well, I want to come multiple times as well. There's so much to see and do, and we'll get a chance to talk about that. So tell me about yourself. How did you end up where you are today in tourism? Um, You know, actually, I've always loved traveling. Mm -hmm. But but at the same time, I knew nothing about the travel world, as in, Mm -hmm. you know, how to sell a country and all of that. I just um, had a... I had an opportunity to apply in 2004 to to manage the office in Australia. Oh wow! And yes, and um, and of all the applicants, you know, I was I was given the opportunity, and for me it was a double whammy because you know it was giving me the opportunity to go to Australia, which I don't think I would have gone even if I loved to travel. But then right. it gave me the opportunity to see the other side of the world that I, I probably would have been would have been to and gave me opportunity to for the Australians to realize how similar South Africa and Australia is, especially with uh, with the, 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 the weather and uh, all of the, the two countries, you know, for the love of the sports. Right. So that's how I, I approached the, you know, the, 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 the market. But it wasn't easy because I had to start from sketch to understand what is this thing, tourism, as in selling it to, to other people? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you start, though? Did you did you go to school for tourism, or your, is your your background's obviously not tourism, correct? So, how no, where, how did you my, get to? My background is uh, communications and PR. You know, ah. my, my my career grew when I worked for a very uh, progressive radio station in South Africa when South Africa was almost starting to change into what what South Africa is today. Radio 702 was very revolutionary, and it it got people starting to talk and sharing ideas on, you know, how they feel about the the past of the South African tourism and uh, of South Africa and the apartheid and things. So between the blacks and the whites, everybody could voice their, you know, their, their, their own opinion on how they think we could go forward. So that's an environment I grew up in. And then we did a lot of community um, community events to get people to realize that we are, we are all the same. Right. But then after that, I started to do other projects linked with government, not with government. And uh, the recent one I did before I went to Australia was uh, the, the, the first Cricket World Cup that was held in Africa was held in South Africa. Wow. So I was I was part of the organizing committee, and then that's when I, in a way, got into tourism because all the cities we were playing mm-hmm. in, we decided mm-hmm. to showcase those cities. Right. So that's how a bit of a kick of the uh, tourism started, and I had that opportunity to host the, you know, all the, uh, yeah, the 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 B and the whoever it is in the cricket world, the CEOs of the world and whatever, and then it was a group of them. I was taking them from one city to city just before the match to show them around that you know that city. So in a way, I was bitten by the bug. But then yep. when when I applied for the for the role, I thought this might be. Let me just give you know uh, give it a try. So I don't, I didn't go to tourism school at all. But that's good though. But you you've got a yeah, communication yeah, yeah. and PR background, yeah, so that's yeah. just as good. <laughs> Yeah, just and, as and good. Only then you realize how it how it became. I I realized how how it became handy because mm-hmm. you could now start to make people understand. You could try try and talk to them differently to show them the other side of South Africa. To you know to say you might have a perception, but have you been? Just go once and then come back and tell me. Right. Amazing. It, you know, I'm always interested in how people end up in the travel and tourism industry because. Only uh, only recently have people studied it in school. Um, you you may find in the Caribbean people have gone to travel and tourism um, school and in college or or um, trade school, but for the most part, people accidentally end up in this industry. Yeah. You know. Okay, I'm I'm happy to hear that as well because <laughs> I think accidentally for me couldn't have been a better way of of me having done what what I'm doing, and then obviously. 
uh, I was, you know, after Australia, I went to the Netherlands. After the Netherlands, I was asked to come here. Wow, all over. You've been all That's over. How, yes, so I'm very lucky. That that is amazing. So, do you have a family? Do they have they traveled with you? Um, I'm I'm single. Okay. I'm single of of one one boy. Okay. But I, I, you know, I have a partner back at home who supports me very much. Right. And uh, I'm at an age where I'm comfortable with, with, with who I am. And I've been very, very lucky that in all the countries I've been, I have worked with the most wonderful teams ever, including nice. now the, 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 the U.S. team. Nice, nice, nice. So you're, are you in New, you're based in New York? Yes, I'm based in New York. So how do you like the weather? <laughs> summer doesn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, summer doesn't I, do it for you. I, I I hate humidity because you know at least if it's cold I can I can dress for that. Right. Yeah. I'm originally from Chicago and I hate the cold. Ah. Okay. It can't, okay, it can't get, get too it can't get too hot for me. I get I get you. Yeah. Yes. So so let's start talking about South Africa. I've just been so excited about you coming on because like I said, it is it's number one on my bucket list and my daughter and I had talked about doing a, a family trip um to South Africa a couple years ago and of course we haven't accomplished that yet. But as I talked to other listeners and other family members and friends and customers South Africa is is number one or number two every time. So let's talk about South Africa. Why do people? Why are people so in, intrigued about South Africa? South Africa is very its own country, and um, even if I would say it, uh, we when we, do, when we talk about experiences, you, we actually have in most cases some experiences that you can never find anywhere else in South Africa. I mean, right. anywhere else in the world. And uh, I'm glad that people are realizing that South Africa, you know, is actually value for money uh, as opposed to how people used to think before. South Africa mm-hmm. is, is for everybody. Everybody can choose to go. The, the variety and the choice is so large and vast. It, it doesn't mean it's all five star. And I'm happy to say our three, four stars are the best in the world. That, that's all mm-hmm. I can say. And the one other thing that people might not know about South Africa, but the ones who have been, is the people of South Africa actually make your, your holiday. Right. Because we are very interactive, we're very welcoming, and uh, we like to tell stories. Storytelling, obviously, that's how we, we grew up anyway, as, you know, as, as South Africans. Right. Storytelling around the fire. So the storytelling is still continuing. And, um, you know, just to immerse with the, the locals and to be within the areas where they go, it actually mm-hmm. makes you realize that everybody goes on with their life every day, um, as opposed to, you know, people wondering how do they live. Come and see South Africa for what it is today. Don't think about their past. Right. has been years. We can, will not forget, but uh, South African people love life. They love to live. That's good. I I love being immersed into the local the the local economy and the local people and the food, the culture. That to me is why we travel, not so that we can have the same amenities and um comforts sometimes as what we have at home. At home. Um even at, though at, that at, even though we can, but I it's agree, just to be I able agree, to Karen. Yeah, you I just agree, you yeah. want to be able to see how others live. And, and uh, to be honest with you, then you realize that, if, you know, uh, people around the world, we all want the same things. We just want to yep. live and, 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 and be who we are. And the one thing that we are very, very um, comfortable with in South Africa, we make, we make best of what we have. Mm-hmm. People live very simply. And, uh, and like you say, you know, why would you leave your home, your comfort of your home and wanting to go to an, another comfort? There's, there's no best comfort like your home. Right. That's true. If you go somewhere else, if you go somewhere else, I believe that adventure and, and, uh, and, and luxury means doing something that you don't, you don't do every day, which is very interesting. Right. That's so right. That's, that's perfect. So tell me, tell me the three best things about South Africa. What do we need to do? What do we need to know about South Africa before we get there? 
things to do, people to see, foods. Uh, we, we are known for we are known for for animals, and I, I wouldn't say if you haven't been to South Africa before, you 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 know you don't have to do safari. Yes, mm-hmm. do safari because we have it all over the world. I mean, all over South Africa, not only in Kruger National Park like people think. Right. Like for, for argument's sake, if you fly into South Africa into Johannesburg, which um, people are still getting used to knowing Johannesburg because people love Cape Town. Right. In three hours' time, there's a Pilansberg National Park game reserve. Just for a taste of, 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 of great wildlife, you know, you, you can drive there. There's a, there's, the big five are there in South Africa everywhere. But then right. there's an opportunity that if you're in Johannesburg, explore Johannesburg. And then before you go anywhere else, the, the drive is beautiful because we have beautiful scenery. Mm. And then, you know, go to that, you know, to that lodge. You'll choose from a wide variety of um, game lodges. Here okay. you can get up close and personal with elephants, lions, leopards, rhinos, and, 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 and feel the, the world away from the bustle and hustle of the city. And, you know, finally, the last stop would be wherever you actually want to go after that. Maybe you want to go to Cape Town because Cape Town has got, you know, it's familiar to people even if they, they haven't seen it. Right. But I, I, I would like people to mess themselves with Johannesburg because the lifestyle there is very, it's a business city. But at the same time, lifestyle and a nightlife, it's very different from Cape Town. Cape Town is very laid back. It's very almost holiday. And But Johannesburg, it's like if you, like your, your daughter, would actually mm-hmm. en- you know, enjoy that. Because Johannesburg has even been named the, the, the street uh, art capital of the world. Because the okay. expression, the expression of, of, of Johannesburg people is different from the, from the Cape Town ones. You might find contemporary museums or galleries in Cape Town, including Johannesburg. But in Johannesburg, what makes it different, there's more street art than anywhere else. Ah. And, and that's how Johannesburg people express themselves because it's a melting pot of all of us as 11 cultures and 11 languages. Uh, most people are, you know, are in, in, you know, in Johannesburg. And then when you start to move to other regions, they start to be uh, selective as in Zulu, Kosa, and whatever, and to different tribes. And that mm-hmm. in itself makes South Africa colorful that you'll still enjoy in the rural areas, but differently because they will offer you their culture. Right. And I don't know if right. anybody loves wine, I can give... Na- I, I, can, I was just I can, getting ready to ask you about wine. <laughs> I can give Napa, Napa Valley competition. <laughs> I hope yes, I'm not getting into trouble. I was just trouble. getting ready to ask about wine, actually. <laughs> that is so funny you said that. So tell us about the wines. Culinary and wine is really, really great. And what's nice about culinary in South Africa, as I say, because we are so diverse, we have so much to offer, as well as, uh, um, you know, uh, what's the word? recipes that that are infused into modern mm-hmm. and, 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 and 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 cultural. Our wine. Mm-hmm are the best, one of the best in the world. They have won the best accolades all over the world, competing with the ones for French and then and in, 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 wow. in California and, and all of that. And they are the most affordable ones in the world. Okay. I need to pick one up today. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll <laughs> actually, I will, you know, just for a taste, if you haven't tasted any South African wine, I will get you a good a good Sauvignon Blanc and 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 send it to you through Christy. Okay, I love you know, that, that, that'd be that's great for you to understand how 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 um proud I am with, with South African you know to and and again talking about uh, the locals and uh, tourism growth, mm-hmm. we have a wonderful we have wonderful projects in 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 it in, in in South Africa. People coming to visit to, to visit for adventure and safari and culinary wine scenes and all of that. But, you know, there is a uh, developing tourism that is called Mabonin Township, for example, which is a wonderful artwork, artworking tours by, you know, by, by the South African people in the township for an ah. art experience, which gives travelers a glimpse into local homes turned into art galleries. Oh, wow. 
Because I'll tell you the history of art. Art was so unattainable before in the olden days, in the, in the, in the apartheid, you know. As, as it is, the, 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 the black artists, even if they could express themselves, they couldn't exhibit anywhere because they couldn't afford. Because right. the ex- ex- exhibition, exhibition galleries were so expensive. Mm-hmm. And now, now that everybody has become very creative and doing whatever they, they want to do and making tourism so, so, so different in South Africa, people are now owning uh, museums at the, their homes. And then they are proud to say, I own an art gallery. That, that's for me, amazing. That, that, that is amazing because that's when I know what we're doing in, in countries has, is it's actually benefiting a normal person on the street. Right. That's good. I love that idea, making your own home an art gallery. That's just... It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That is. And, and you, you always have the artists there explaining their art, but if not, the owners of the home are taught about what that art is about, where it comes from, what inspired it as well. Right. That's, I love that. I love that because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of, I was sitting here and I was going to ask you, you know, if I'm putting together a tour for South Africa and I, and I wanted to make it a theme of some sort, um, of course, we would like to see Safari because we come that far to see that. But otherwise, would it be, you know, would, would we highlight culinary? Would we highlight art? Would we do it all? Wineries? Uh, we, we, uh, depending on how many days you're planning, maybe you know the average uh, the average time is 11 days. Okay. For anybody who doesn't have um, enough time, because we we understand the challenge that the Americans have, with, mm-hmm. with, you know, getting off, especially the younger ones. Right. But but we could do something that that, that is uh, doable. But you could do most of the things that I'm I'm, I'm talking about. I, I wouldn't want you to do too much. Right. You know, it, it would be nice for you to that whatever you do, whatever you do in the group, you you actually enjoy and absorb and understand. Exactly. And in that way, in that way, you know, you we are um, you will come back. Yeah. The other exciting exciting thing, and the, the, these art galleries of the home art galleries, are, the good thing is they are in two cities, Cape Town and Johannesburg. So I okay. like that combination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. I love how people get creative about overcoming adversities and challenges. And, you know, we, we create things um, out of necessity sometimes, and it turns out to be phenomenal. I was watching something um, on TV earlier today about Hispanics in Los Angeles with, you know, all that's going on in our world. And they, they started talking about the food truck craze and how Mexicans for years have been selling out of food trucks. I don't know yeah. if you were familiar with that, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but they they've been doing they did it. They started doing that 20 years ago. And now all of a sudden it's taken on that everybody that's a chef is trying to have a food truck. So, you know, mm. next thing you know, people are going to be stealing the idea of making their homes art galleries. But anyway, um so what's the best time to visit you know the the um our, our peak year our peak months are normally from April to June, but South Africa is a year-round destination, to be honest with you, because our mm-hmm. um, winters are, are not as cold as here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So, but any time so, is a good time. Is any there time it, is a good time? Yeah, but but then if if you 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 going especially you want to see good safari because in in in, in our winter your summer uh, that's when the grass is lower then you you actually see them more because in 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 summer they tend to hide because it's it's hot as well. Right. But right. It's, it's always good to do uh, an early morning safari or night safari in that mm-hmm. case. In, Okay, and um, uh, we talked about top things to do there. I'm so interested in that, and we've and we've kind of talked about the specialty tour. But are there events that are that are well known that might be of interest for people that are are wanting to come to South Africa that they may want to um, plan their trip around some special events? You know that. Um music 
music okay. is, is the one thing that 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 uh, connects us all over the world, and even mm-hmm. more so, jazz for South Africa and and and, and the Americans. Mm-hmm. Every year we have about uh, three jazz festivals in in South Africa. Really? Yes. Nice. We've just That's had a... one in yeah. We just had one at you know towards the end of March in Cape Town, which is a which was sort of, I don't know if it's still linked with New Orleans, but that's how it started. It was the New Orleans Jazz, and then they would go to Cape Town. But huh. I think now they're independent, but it's still very known because Americans are always going to perform there. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. That, so that's a biggie. We, and, and then we, we sometimes partner with uh, jazz radio stations mm-hmm. here in, 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 in the States. So for, they call it what, a follow-on a follow, a follow for the you know they follow the DJ. Okay. We create an oh, itinerary. Okay. Yes, we 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 create an an, an itinerary around the jazz, but then at the same time extend it either before or after the the jazz for people to go and see other areas in South Africa. Right, that's a good but idea. The, the main hook has always been um has always been um, um uh, jazz. Right. And then we have another uh, jazz festival in 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 September in Johannesburg, which is it's called Joy of Jazz. And okay. we, we, we partnered with another uh, jazz radio station here. And the 27th of uh, April is our Freedom Day in South Africa. Okay. That's when some of us voted for the first time in, in, 2000, in 1994. And do you have a big festival or something during that time? We, we, yeah, around South Africa. But, but mm-hmm. no, you know, it's a celebration of uh, the nation. You know, right. And then this, yes, the, the, the celebrations become different from each city, each region, and, and all of that. But what we did in New York, we had two legends who the last time they played uh, together was during the apartheid. On the 27th, mm. of, uh, they happened to be in, in New York, and they played together for the first time. Wow. 50 years, over 50 years. Wow, and that's that, cool. That performance was the culmination of another follow, another radio station of the audiences following the the, the DJ for the jazz mm-hmm. in September. Nice. That is that's so cool. So what tr- what trends are you seeing that um, Americans are coming to? South Africa to do. We know they do safari, but are there any other trends that you're seeing that people are doing while they're there? Yeah, we've just now recently realized that uh, the millennials are actually starting to travel to South Africa and they like adventure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the, the students for gap year. And, and, and the good thing about the, the, the millennials, which, which I will let Christy talk about it because she is, but they, they, they like uh, walking trails and they, they like bungee jumping and all of that. So oh. that's the trend that we are now seeing, yes. <laughs> adventure. Yes, and ad- adventure and uh, shark cage diving and, you know, all of those. And, oh. and then with, with, with safari, they do something like they, they like to do walking safari and they like to put up their own tent. You know, they're just, um, you know, adventurous. Mm, that's, I'm too old for adventure like that, I think. And I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was saying, you know, I let maybe maybe uh, Christy could, um, you know, chip in when it comes there because she's the one who's actually really trying to find what are the other new um, uh, adventure things that that are, are unique for South Africa. Mm-hmm. I hmm. think Christy's trying to stay silent today because she says she has a bad cold. Okay. Yeah, my voice isn't really um, <laughs> up to standard. Sorry, I have a sinus infection. But uh, just, yeah, quickly, shark cage diving is very popular. Um, kind of exploring off the beaten track activities that um, are lesser known, like exploring the microbreweries or maybe actually oh, cycling cool. around a township to engage with the people, visiting a shabine. Uh, the millennials and the adventurers are interested in in really engaging with people, meeting with people, and kind of finding those new experiences that are kind right. of up and coming in the country. So those are quite popular uh, in the past couple of years, especially. Yeah, we had, um, I had, I had a gentleman from uh, Bike Tour Finders on the show a few weeks back, 
And that's a huge thing is taking tours to different destinations and doing some cycling. I bought a bike to start cycling some, but I'm not nearly ready to to, to make that the point of my um, vacation yet. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm in shape so I don't so I don't, they don't leave me behind someplace. Yeah, but that's good. Up, yeah, talking about biking as well. We we have um a yearly biking huge attraction in 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 in, in Cape Town. It's it's called Agas Agas uh, Biking, and it's attended like all you know all over the world. And these are the things that sometimes people don't imagine South Africa would have. And it's been going for for a very long time that huh. we would like the Americans to start to realize that. Uh, there's so much to do in, you know, uh, you know, in, uh, in South Africa. Whatever interest you've got, there's definitely something for you to do. Right. And, That's and, what it appears. And whatever budget, whatever budget you've got, it doesn't mean going to safari, you know, at the lodges. It means you have to go to a five-star safari. They, like I say, the three, four stars are, are just as beautiful. You know, I, I do go there as well. Right, right. Mm. I'm kind of interested in the, my husband would be interested in the microbreweries. That's become a really huge thing here in Austin is the microbreweries. It's huge. It it, it is huge. And more and more, there are now um, very boutique breweries that are actually manned by families. Every time Mm. time you go to South Africa, there's a new little brand that, you know, it's actually owned by the families and all of that. So it's, it's, it's been very, everything has been evolving and Tourism has just started to touch almost everybody in South Africa, and that is the whole point. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Is there, and I I kind of um, plan my trips around being able to eat the local foods. Is there or are there foods from South Africa that we, when we get there, we want to make sure we get a taste of? Uh, Christy talked about the Shabins. Mm-hmm. The Shabins are actually township restaurants. We, we, they started during the apartheid system because we were not allowed to go to the city to go to restaurants. Right. And uh, the, the men were, were, you know, having gone to the mines or, or, or to the city for the day to work, women uh, started brewing, you know, our old, brew, uh, our old brewed beer, as in mm-hmm. African beer. When the men came back from work, they, they would step, you know, step by a house which was like the front, the front room was turned into like a restaurant and a, a, and a beer hall. Right. And then that's where you would have, um, you know, people just come, coming together and not necessarily forgetting, but, you know, the music and dance and just getting together, being in the community. That's the one thing that actually kept us. And and right. that's where um, if you you know one of the biggest musicians in South Africa, the Miriam Makebas and the Huma Sikelas and the uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, that's where they started to the talent came out of there. They were discovered there. Wow. Because they, they would just stand up and sing, and then they would be, and then the woman would start to you know to to to, to cook. But then this extended to the weekend. Now it it became like a, a weekend thing. Okay. And then, and then Sunday morning, religiously, it's church. But then Sunday afternoon, again, you go to the Shabin, and uh, it would be like a jazz afternoon for Sunday. Drinking, oh, wow. singing, and what yes. So that's where the Shabin, you know, actually. But now, it's still, they, they, they're still running up, up to today because it's a big thing for the township. And that is where you'll find all sorts of typical South African cuisine. Right. And for, from all the tribes, if I can, you know, Zulu, yes. Zwana, this and whatever. Yes, yeah. Mm. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm and, and, I'm. and it doesn't have to be in the way to any any shabin you go to anywhere in South Africa, you will find the variety of all the African food that that are typically South African. Nice. Okay. So I have to go to a shabin when I get there. Yes. That's on the that's on the must do list. So tell me, are there any things going on that you want our listeners to know about um, that you want to mention for this year or next year? Um, you, you know, uh, for, for people who who like uh, museums, we are having a, one of the biggest African museums being opened in September in Cape Town, the Zeist Mocha Museum. 
which will have contemporary art and um, you know it will be art from all over mainly from Africa but all over the world so okay. that is the excitement that's coming actually for anybody who likes art art museums okay yeah. that's a good one that's really and is it opening in Cape Town when's it opening do you know in September September this coming September this, this coming September oh yeah. okay Cool. And the other cool. thing as well, you know, just to demonstrate that um, South Africa is, is actually affordable for all. At the moment, we, we you know, we, uh, the Americans were, have just filed the, the, the tax returns. Yes. So we, we, have, crea- we have created since, since April, we have created a, a, a nine packages to say your tax return is your trip to South Africa. Oh, nice. Uh, yes, and, and it's from, uh, from $1,500, uh, including flies. Wow. Yes. For, for, for about That's from New York, between, of course. Y- yes, yeah, yes. And, 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 and you know, um, we, it's, going to, it's now starting to, you know, it's going to, the, you know, to an end at the moment, but by the end of uh, May. But having said that, we'll always have... Um, uh, packages on you know on our website southafrica.net slash deal okay. yeah throughout the year and fortunately Christy is the boss of that and she is the boss of that that's good yes. so we're gonna yes. fix something up and we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to work on doing something in 2018 with a yes. group that, that's great and 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 what you know whatever the, the demographic you actually looking at would be able to help you to to, to plan something realistic for you that is uh, easily doable. Okay. That's good. I like that. I do like that. And you, you've given me a lot to think about, and I'm sure my listeners as well, because we've, we've gone over music and um, eating and cycling and wine and seeing the safari. I mean, there's something all over the place. And, and so you say two weeks is about, 11 days is about the average for the Americans coming over. Yeah, especially the, the ones who are challenged with, uh, you know, time off and all of that. Mm-hmm. But they, what, they, they, how they, long they, is the flight? The older generation, you know, you know do about, uh, you know, uh, two weeks. Four. Okay. How long is the flight from New York? 14 and a half. Okay. <laughs> we just need to that's take some that, sleeping pills. That's the part I, I never want to answer. <laughs> but actually, it's because it's overnight, you, you don't really feel it. You know? Right, right. You just go to sleep, you eat, go to yeah. sleep. And, and, um, and we have, is that on South African Airways? South African Airways, Delta. South African okay. Airways from, uh, from, from, from uh, New York and D.C. Delta okay. from, uh, from Atlanta. Okay. Those are direct ones, but then you okay. have the Emirates and them that goes through, and then the, the ones that goes through Europe as well. Okay, but these are direct from um, yes. de- from Atlanta and, and New York and Washington, D.C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for us Texans, it'd be easy for us to get to Atlanta and then go straight from there. Yeah, yeah. that's the way we'll do it. Well, I do appreciate you so much coming on the show. This is fantastic information. And like I said, I'm excited. Listeners are excited. Um, E-Women Network, who of, of which I'm a part of, um, is looking forward to hearing this. And, um, and I think we'll have a great relationship from here on out and see if we're going to get there. I'm definitely going to get there. We will. We 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 will definitely have. You know, we we can put something together. Because, yeah. You know, the you know the group is interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Miss Bangu Masisi, and Christy in the background for joining us today. We appreciate having you on the show. I'm gonna take another quick break, and when I get back, um, we'll talk about the new trends for the year. Thank you. This is your Bucket List Buster. NACE, National Association of Catering and Events. A Taste of NACE presents Austin Bites, Wednesday, August the 16th, 2017, at the Trinity Hall in Austin, Texas, benefiting the foundation of NACE and Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy. NACE announced the 17th annual NACE Austin Chapter National Association of Catering Events fundraiser, at www.naceaustin.com 
Well, they are focusing on industry catering and events. Proceeds benefit the foundation of NACE and provide NACE member scholarships in support of attendance at the organization's national education and leadership conference each year. A portion of the event's net profit also benefits their 2017 local charity partner, Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy, otherwise known as Awa Day. Your financial support and participation will both enhance their fundraising efforts and provide a great opportunity for you to work, network with hotel catering events related industry professionals. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. I wanted to clarify something really quickly. Um, the conversation that we just had with Miss Masisi, she mentioned shabins in our conversation. And I wanted to explain a little bit about what they really are. Shabins played an essential role in South Africa's pre-democratic social and political history. During apartheid, Shabins came to be associated with the townships where they served as meeting places for political descendants, but they have since crossed over from makeshift taverns to mainstream venues, like she was explaining, for relaxing and socializing. A visit to a modern Shabin can be fun and engrossing experience. Many establishments are suffused with history, uh, be it displayed in old photographs on the walls, the style of the music played, jazz is a very popular genre, or the serving of traditional township dishes. Well, you'll also find modern comforts like big screen TVs, digital jukeboxes, collections of single malt whiskeys, and an international selection of beers. Some even have adjacent galleries selling local art. The laid-back attitude, free atmosphere of modern township shabines is so popular among locals and visitors that many urban restaurateurs are copying their customer-friendly formula and setting up shabine-style nightclubs and eateries in posh places. Isn't that something? See, that's another experience of something that was done out of necessity that is now becoming so popular and it all started right there in South Africa. So let's talk about 10 uh, culinary trends in South Africa that are popping up um, that I think you'll be kind of surprised about too. Luxury food trucks. We kind of talked about that earlier. Food trucks are all over South Africa cities. Um, They include organic juices, warm oats, designer burgers made with game meat and truffle infusions. Ooh, that sounds yummy. Vegan food. Who would have ever thought that you'd find a vegan, a lots of vegan type um, restaurants made in a country where we think meat is the primary focus of their, their culinary? Well, now there's vegan food available for everyone. Just like raw foods in Cape Town, They now have a raw food restaurant and cafe and many specialty stores across the country that are selling raw food products. Japanese Japanese fusion. South Africa has been known to have a lot of sushi restaurants, but now Japanese fare is combining with other cultures for a completely new taste. One of these examples is a Hashi fusion Japanese cuisine in Johannesburg. Brazilian food. So Brazilian food is heavily influenced influenced by African food because of the many African slaves who were shipped to the country. Now it's reversing. The African-influenced food is now coming back to Africa. In the process, it's combining some new flavors of South America and Portugal to Africa. That could be really interesting. Really, really interesting. Mexican food. The Mexican food trend is going to pop up all over the world. Everybody loves some Mexican food. I know that's one of my favorites. And lots of spicy flavors that South Africans love. And it's inexpensive and filling. Here's one that got me. Buffalo wings. Yes, buffalo wings. Traditionally American food, of course. We took our buffalo wings to Africa, I'm sure. Um, They're deep fried and spicy, so South Africans love them some wings now. They like the spice, Um, and you can see it with KFC has taken hold in South Africa. Um, Wing Zone and Hooters are popping up. 
let me just say this. Only go get you some buffalo wings if you've been in South Africa so long you're just craving something American. Otherwise, save the, save the buffalo wings for when you get back home. That's just my thought process. Anyway, health food, many restaurants are now offering more healthy options since they are, South Africans are dealing with obesity just like the United States. Um, they're looking at salads, smoothies, fresh juices, and hormone-free meats. Lebanese food, I would have never thought. I don't even know that I've actually had Lebanese food, to be honest. Anyway, 20,000 Lebanese now live in South Africa, so that is appropriate. And then Ethiopian food. Ethiopian food is very different from what you'll find on the rest of the continent. And so they are now... Um, opening up restaurants and food trucks all over South Africa that um, inspire, are inspired by Ethiopian f- food, mashes made from spicy lentils and vegetables and stewed meats. So those are just some of the trends that are going on. I'm trying to give you as much information about or, or how and why you should go to South Africa. And this is what I'm going to start doing with Destinations so that you can get some real insight on what it is, what are the reasons for you to visit to a visit a country other than just the you know the typical stuff that you see um, on TV or in magazines. We really want to get into the the heart and the soul of a destination so that you get excited about having it on your bucket list and get even more excited about wanting to visit there. So some travel news for um, today, South African Airways Vacations has introduced a family culture and safari package to South Africa. You don't just have to take your adult children, you can take your younger ones as well. Imagine the experience that they would have, that they would be talking about for years to come. Remember my first experience was taking the train about age nine or 10, and I still have memories of that. Imagine your children talking about the experience that they had with you um, when they were younger. They'll talk about that forever. This air-inclusive package is offered from $4,799 per per adult and $2,299 per person for children under age 12. There are some restrictions, of course. But there are um, th- these packages may be purchased by May 15th. The package includes economy class air from JFK or Dulles to South African on South African Airways. It includes three nights at the Santon Sun Hotel in Johannesburg, two nights at the Palace of the Lost City in Sun City, and three nights at the Shepherd's Tree Game Lodge in Pil- Pilonisburg National Park. The family culture and safari package is available for daily departure through August the 31st. So that's pretty exciting. That's a lot of days. I think that, you know, that that is also one of those things that some of us may have to save for. But if you've if you've got the means to do so, take take the trip. Now's a great time to go to South Africa in the spring, especially. We kind of talked about that earlier as well. Thank you for joining me today. I hope I provided some resources in today's show that inspire your travel juices, provide you some valuable information for your next trip, and that I've empowered you to take off and have some fun someplace in the world. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your Bucket List Buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Visit me on Facebook, like me on Instagram, and post some of your pictures. I'll see you next week. Remember... I'll be traveling across the country. You're going to hear from me from all over, and then I'll end up in the Bahamas. I'm looking forward to having you take this journey with me. This is your Bucket List Buster. See you next week.